Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Free agency. And this is Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 422. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football, free agency football. This is all about the people, the move, the you know, free agency. I hate it. I absolutely hate it, but it's the most exciting day of the year in this CFL season. It's more exciting than the Grey Cup because the Grey Cup's kind of boring, actually, by the time it gets to it because we know one team's going to win. We only know that there's two teams involved. Uh, but free agency, everybody's involved. Every team's on the move. Everything is going up. Everything's going sideways. Every fan can participate in free agency. It's the most exciting day of the CFL year. No question about it. Today was the opening of free agency, even though we had a one-week tampering era. Uh, I don't know whether we're, what we're going to call that, but we're going to try to find something interesting for that. Let's talk about some other things. So, um all sorts of things are happening. It's free agency, man. I mean, the, the, the player movement's awesome. The start of the XFL, we're going to talk really briefly about that because I really don't like football that's not CFL. Um, and we're going to talk about a couple other things. And, oh, yeah, cheerleaders. We got to talk about cheerleaders. Cheerleaders are always fun to talk about. Um, some retirements, some moving on, some starter arguments. Uh, let's talk some football. Uh, Charles is going to be a little late tonight because uh, – uh, he had a meeting that ran late, and he says he's going to be about 15, 20 minutes late. Now it's okay because he does that. Mark said he was going to be late tonight. He was going to miss the meeting because he had a condo meeting. And uh, yeah, I, who knew there were condos in Winnipeg? Like, seriously, I, I would never have guessed that. Um, but <laughs> – I think he's shitting me, actually, you know, because I don't really think they exist in Winnipeg. And next, you're going to be telling me that there's two-story buildings in Regina. Um, yeah, so anyhow, his meeting didn't last very long, so he is online tonight with us and, and Will. And uh, we have not heard from Phil in a couple of weeks. Don't know what he's up to. Uh, but anyhow, so we're going to talk some free agency, and we're going to talk some football. And I got nothing else to ramble on about because, hey, it's – Free agency, so let's talk football and let's have some fun. I'm going to open up the mics here. We got Will McDonald. How you doing, buddy? I am good. Yes, it was CFL free agency day today. Yeah, all Calgary actually players, did something on day these, one. Yes, they did. They they, they signed a the kicker. Yep, you know that Un- big unbelievable a, a, a DB too, um, I think. I, I'm I'm wondering why they didn't phone me and say, "Hey, Will, we don't have a kicker," and I'd say, "Yeah, okay, no big deal. We'll just run the ball on third down every single time. Just run the ball on third right. down. But like, be a man, play the game like a man. Anyways, but the the neat thing is, you see all it the is stuff called football, you know. It is know. called football. Guys, it's not called run ball. These guys. These guys signed this guy, and these guys signed that guy, and these guys moved here, and those guys moved here. And bottom line is, is kicker. No, no. Bottom line is, and it's great to sign good players, but the key to the whole thing is, do they gel with the rest of your team, and is it going to work out? So we shall see, I guess, because that is people overlook that. 
the biggest thing you have on any team is chemistry. And when you bring, when you're putting all these pieces together, let's hope they have chemistry in the long run because that's the only way you get to the Grey Cup. Pretty well, simple and pretty straightforward. Is it true? Because <laughs> I don't what? know if Calgary has chemistry in their players. And we've talked oh, about yeah, this on do. numerous occasions. And I'm not talking about, I believe that each player buys into the system, into the concept, into the, 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 the Calgary Stampeder way. And it doesn't matter right. whether they have chemistry with their buddy as long as they buy into the system because the system, it seems to work for them. And the system works, but they still have okay. to have chemistry as a team. I, I, I got to go turn off the vacuum cleaner, so hang on. <laughs> okay. They still have to have chemistry with the system. Okay, and you still need chemistry in a room regardless of what system you're playing in. And if this guy likes that guy and that guy likes this guy, but they do all have to buy into the same, uh, into the same, what everybody's goal is, you know what I mean? Or what the Stampeder system is like. So I don't, I, I tend to, I tend to, I tend to think that sometimes the Stampeder system is not something some guys will buy into it because I think it's very strict and very regimented. And that's why they don't get some people or don't even try to get some people. So, I'm back. Sorry. Somebody so decided okay. to turn on the vacuum cleaner. It was just ridiculous. Okay. And the other thing the Stampeders did today was they signed lots of Calgary guys. As in playing mean, as university in... ball in Calgary, oh, okay. from Calgary. So right. it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. Okay. Well, so. good for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I forgot to introduce Mark, so you kind of just monologued there for a while, did you? Well, there you go. And nobody talked to me because Mark is probably still on mute. No, he he wasn't. He's, his mic's been open as long as yours has, but he's just been very polite and, 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 and sitting in the corner there. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Um, interesting day of free agency. Now, Will, I finally understand how it is to be a Stampeder fan on free agency day. Yeah. I guess Wal- Walters woke Dick. up. Yeah, Walters woke up at 10 o'clock, had his press conference. Waited 45 minutes, got a D back, and away he went. It's kind of neat. Went golfing or something, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're going to talk about this later. But Todd Mulgey ranked the teams on how well they did on free agency, and he ranked Winnipeg number one. Of course he did. What the fuck did they do? Nothing. They signed 14 of their free agents, of their own free agents. That's like their Will job. And, like Will was that's saying their job. in his that's not, that's, that, that's not exciting. That's not, not exciting. exciting but no. They, they, they did not rank number one in free agency because they signed their own guys. They have the entire starting offense back from the Grey Cup game. So? That's exciting. Oh, for you. 
It's kind of boring, they actually. They have their wits. They Entire have starting wits. offense. Starting offense. Entire from the great starting lineup? Yeah. Is Strebler there? Oh, no, he wasn't he a starter. Start. The entire starting offense is back. They signed 14 of their 18 free agents. It's kind of a weird thing. Will, you were saying about the buy-in. That's a buy-in. Yeah, but uh, obviously other people were offering them more money. Mm-hmm. So, and I and I and I really believe. Yeah, but I really believe a lot of guys do it for the money. And once again, I have no oh, yeah. issues with that. I have no issues with that. Look at the various Daniels. Okay, he was in Calgary for three years. Then he was in Edmonton for a year. Now he's in Toronto, and he's doing it for the money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you'll get guys like that out there. And that's okay. And that's okay. I have no issue with that. The real Walker's salary. Right. Especially if they're. Okay. So Devarius Daniels is a good receiver. Okay. Mm-hmm. No doubt yep. about it. Is he worth $200,000, $220,000 a season? Not no. a fucking chance. No. Well, that's okay. what they paid. I mean, you could get two guys for 200k that are probably just as good because Devarius Daniels has never been a flash guy. Okay, Darvin. He Darvin did well. Was signed for 140. Right. That's the exact. Well, Darvin Adams. He's never struck me as being that great either. But <laughs> but that's I, I I still. You know what they were talking? I was listening to something last week, and um, Darrell Walker signed for what 275 last year. I do yep. believe. Yep. Okay. So don't tell me you could have gotten two receivers for that kind of money and you would have been in just as good a shape. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. No. So it makes no a, sense. Not a freaking hole. It makes no sense. No. And he wasn't. I mean, he did. I don't know what place he was in last year, but it just. I, I think you should spend your money, to be honest with you, and I didn't think I'd ever say this, defensive linemen and offensive linemen and quarterbacks. I mean, yep. you yep. know what I mean? And I, I was, do. I, it's funny, I was impressed with Willie Jefferson that he took less money. But on the other hand, the people that were courting him I don't know if they have a chance of getting close to the Grey Cup, okay? And maybe that was important for them. So. Well, Hamilton does. Well, Hamilton does, sure. But Hamilton also had Jagarin Davis, so it was either one or the other. Yeah. And and I, I, you know, I mean, they're two different players, so I wouldn't compare them, but I think you're in good shape with either one of them. Oh yeah. Hey, so you you know, Will, you were gonna Calgary yes. was gonna go off and sign a quarterback today, and you know, because you kind of need one. You did. Yeah. Did you see that they actually signed yeah. a quarterback? They yeah. signed two. They signed two. Well, they're one of their own. 
Yeah. Yeah, but there was all kinds of rumors he was going to Toronto because apparently, and one of the things I heard today is he was a Ryan Dinwiddie guy. I mean, let's mm-hmm. face it. Dave Dickinson, he clones quarterbacks. Okay, there's Bo Levi Mitchell, Nick Arbuckle. They were clones. As a matter of fact, when 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 Bo Levi got hurt this year in that game against BC, I didn't realize for about three minutes that Bo Levi wasn't in there anymore because they wear number 19 and number 9, and they almost look the same, okay? So... And uh, t- apparently Montel Cozart is not a Dave Dickinson clone, but going into the into the season with only one experienced qu- or one quarterback that you know, that's big trouble. So, okay, hang, hang on for a second. I have to challenge you on something here, Will, because I okay. when, when you when away. you say something really stupid, it's my job okay. to do that. Okay. Remember, I'll fucking hang up on you in a second. Okay. <laughs> and, and you're welcome to do so, dickhead. Um, Go ahead. Dave Dickinson clones quarterbacks of himself. Is that what you were trying to tell us? No, I did not say that. I, 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 that's what you were implying. No, no. I said Dave Dickinson clones quarterbacks. And I mentioned Bully by Mitchell and Nick Arbuckle, Andrew yeah. Buckley. Okay, they were identical in every way, shape, and form. Okay, because Bo, Bo Levi Mitchell Bo is Levi nothing Mitchell. like Dave Dickinson. Well, I know because Dave Dickinson used to run. Okay. Yes, yes. And Bo Levi Mitchell is a pylon in the backfield. Okay? And Dave Dickinson is probably smarter than most human beings in professional sports, to be honest with you. Well, that's a bit of a push. No, no, they say the guy. They say the guy is brilliant. Well, so, so be it. Prove it. Okay, so are we going to talk some football, or is that what we've been doing? Well, we've been talking about football. Okay, we're going to leave free agency alone until Charles comes online. Okay, because just because well, Jeremiah talk about if we're going to. We got. Okay, go I got an agenda. Didn't you get an agenda? Charles yeah, put out an agenda. Yeah, I didn't even and, read it. Okay. It was because there's nothing on it, but that's okay. Because we're gonna we're gonna deal with segment two to six right now, while Charles <clears throat> isn't here, and then okay. we'll talk free agency. Actually, we might have to save a couple segments for Charles because he's probably the only one that watched it besides you. Um, Jeremiah Johnson retires. Now this is a power back that the BC Lions solely missed last year. And what? And he went off, and he where was he? He was in Montreal or something, playing backup to Montreal. stand back. Yep. And seriously, and now he now he retires. That's a sad day. I mean, why why would Jeremiah Johnson do this? Uh, anyhow, um, you guys got any thoughts on that? He? Does anybody know? Thirty two. Thirty two. Okay. I know. Really younger, article. quicker, faster. Well, no, he's no. probably done with moving all over the freaking place, okay? And There was uh, an article you know, that the new salaries are yeah. driving out the middle-class uh, players, the guys that are getting up in age and have been in the league a long time, and they have that certain expectation of how much they're going to make, and the teams just don't have the money to pay it because they're paying so much for the high-end guys. Uh 
so he may have looked around and talked to some teams, and they were just, you know, we'll give you 85. And he probably just said, you know what, I'm done. It's too hard on my body for $85,000. And he, if he's, and, and, I don't know. And I can't argue with him. Hard to say what he does for a living, but maybe he makes more money than that. Entirely possible. And then when you're losing Calvin McCarty, thirty percent when you're when you're losing thirty percent crossing the border, that might make a difference too. And if you look at Calvin McCarty. He finally got squeezed out. Yeah. It mm-hmm. doesn't look like Edmonton's signing him, um, unless he comes back at a vastly cheaper rate, which he said he wouldn't do. So no other team's gonna pick him up. It would just be stupid. For him to play another te- for another team, so he's probably done now too. Okay, so Jeremiah Johnson is, and we're gonna move on. And this segment here is kind kind of funny. Matt Nichols says he is definitely the Argos starter. Is he, or will he find himself in a competition? Well, when they signed McLeod Bethel Thompson, the law <laughs> office. And uh, he came out and said, well, I am the starter of the Argos. That's a fact. And uh, nobody argued with him because last year he was. And uh, so then they signed Matt Nichols for twice as much money. But there was a fair amount of guaranteed money in Matt Nichols' salary. In fact, it was stupid. He's making close. He's making 500 grand, isn't he, this year? I think that's what it was. Five, five, five fifty, or something like that. Uh, there's no way Matt Nichols is worth this. This is this whole thing of losing the middle class, I think, because the oh my god. Anyhow, so Matt Nichols he says he's the starter of the Argos. Five sixty. If he hits all the bonuses, he gets five sixty. In what yeah. world does paying Matt Nichols five sixty make sense? Well, it's impossible, I think, for him to get them. I think it's going to well, be. Well, yeah, he'd have to win the Grey Cup. Exactly. So I think they just threw that in there on the off chance that they actually do win the Grey Cup. But they're probably not going to, let's face it. But the high-end salaries are going up. And there's still a $200,000 gap between BC, like between Riley and everybody else. Well, not between everybody else. Bo Levi Mitchell redid his contract, but it wasn't for very much. It saved Calgary like 20 grand or something. Anyhow. Yeah, it it, it wasn't that much. But anyhow, is Matt Nichols the starter of the Argos? At that kind of money, I would say yes. Okay. Yeah. But does that mean that what if he doesn't make the number one position? Do they cut him? That's a possibility. Because are you going to pay him twice as much to sit on the bench? Well, of course not. That's why. That's why. That's why they will give him the benefit of the doubt, and he will be the starter at the beginning of the season as long as he's healthy. But nobody believes he's going to be healthy at the beginning of the season, do they? 
Well, he's he says he is already. So he he says that he's ahead of schedule, but then so did Solomon Aluminian, and he missed the first four games. Yeah, well, the other thing to and I, I, I and I remember Travis Lulee saying that several times. But don't forget, you can go zero and ten in the East of the first ten games and still get into the Grey Cup. So, no big worry. Yeah, you can still get into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. That, and and that's just stupid. You yeah. shouldn't be able to. No. And then there's the contract term too. Bethel Thompson signed for one year. Nichols is three. So obviously so, they put all their money in Nichols. Yep. If Bethel Thompson was the going to be the quarterback going forward as the starter, he would have had the three-year contract, not Nichols. It's Nichols' job to lose, put it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say it's Nichols' job to lose, but I don't think a three-year contract means squat in the CFL unless they're a guaranteed contract, and they're not. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay, they, he, he might not even make it out of training camp and get traded or, or, or released. Oh, I think you got to give him more. I think you got to give him more benefit than that. Okay. Uh, of course, of course, and I am. Okay, I'm just saying that a three-year contract means squat in this league. <laughs> oh, absolutely, doesn't mean a thing. Doesn't mean a thing. He got a lot of his money up front for this year. He got a ton of money up front. I think it's I know four hundred or four fifty. Without without question, he is the designated starter of the Toronto Argonauts. Otherwise, they 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 don't know they. They don't have any hope in doing anything. And and I don't still think they think do. It, I still think it looks pretty slim in Toronto already. Right now. What, slim? Slim. Yeah. Like, as in, it's not All happening right. there. You got a new head coach who's got no no head coaching CFL experience and in reality never been a coordinator Jones never been an offensive coordinator okay any coordinator um water boys and I haven't even looked at who their coaches are you know so yeah it'll be interesting in Toronto it'll be interesting and I wonder if if Dinwiddie will turn into a goat. Uh, in what capacity? You mean the greatest of all times? No, and the capacity <laughs> of, is Pinball going to fire Dinwiddie or is he going to fire himself? Well, it comes back down to Devon Claybrooks, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then on the other hand, maybe Dinwiddie... I think Dinwiddie is smarter than Devon Claybrooks. So, you know, Dinwiddie is an offensive guy as opposed to a defensive guy. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. If there's one thing we have this year in the CFL, it's going to be interesting. Because every team, with the, extent, with the exception of, of uh, Toronto, has proven coaches. So... Who, who's in Ottawa? Paul Police. 
Okay, and can we go back to what you said? You said proven coaches, right? Yeah. Okay, just checking. He did well in Winnipeg when he was the head coach there. Okay, and who's the head coach to, in Montreal? What he had to deal with. What he had is Safari Jones. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a proven coach too. Um, well, he proved it. He proved it last year. Mm. He proved it last okay. year, buddy. Okay. All of all of these guys you're picking on have better record than your coaching staff in BC. Just saying. Yeah, my okay. coaching staff in BC all got fired. I'm well, just saying. Okay, I, I don't have to say anything else either. Okay, just saying. So this year they might have made the right choice, but who knows? I think they got the second winningest coach and active coach in the CFL right now, don't they? I don't know. Do they? Well, next to Dave. <laughs> just saying. Sorry, what did you say? The second one. I said I second winningest coach in the CFL, active in the CFL. Could be. Could be. What's Mike O'Shea's record? Because he's been the longest tenured coach in the CFL. Right? He's just around or a little bit over 500, I think, now. Don't forget how shitty they were the first two years. Oh, I haven't. Don't worry. Yeah. But there's something to be said. Hey, here you go. We can get into this if you want to. There's something to be said about giving your head coach a chance and not firing him after one season. What was O'Shea, what was O'Shea his first season? Do you remember, uh, Mark? He wasn't like five and something, wasn't he? It was either three or five, his first full season. Yeah, I, I, I don't know which it was. They didn't fire him, though. So, no, they stuck with him. Oh, okay, yep. so what yep. what was what was Rick Campbell's um, year? His record in the first year? I don't know. Two and sixteen. What was two his, and sixteen? What was his first? What oh, was Charles first is on board, hey buddy. I am. What was? His I didn't first want to interrupt. Year, first of all, and, and you let yourself where, in, where, did you? <laughs> yep. Where was he in his first year? Ottawa. Ottawa? Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. Ottawa. Okay. That was Ottawa's first year. Expansion team. Of course, you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And then the next year they were better. Twelve and six. Was it the Was it the third year they were in the Grey Cup? Third year they were in a Grey Cup, but they had a terrible win loss record. It was it was eight and nine and one. Oh, right. But they were first in the East with eight wins mm. and won the Grey Cup. That was a true Marcus Crandall day. Yeah, Henry Actually, Burris I was, was wrong on O'Shea. Randall. What was that? I was wrong on O'Shea. His worst record was 2015 at 5-13. and 13. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But, but he is about 500 in his, in his wins. Nope. Yeah, fifty six, fifty two. So just above. At Rick Campbell's mm. not. He's forty four and sixty two. So he's he's not the second winningest coach in CFL. 
active coach. He would be number three, I guess. Yeah. And to be fair, they were pretty train wreck when they first started the first year, and then well, the last year. Most expansion teams are. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then the the GM gutted Ottawa, so that wasn't really fair to him either. True. If you, if you take out the 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 first and the last, um, well, it would be thirty nine wins and uh, uh, thirty one losses. So he would be above five hundred if you took out the two disasters. Anyhow, that's not so guess, Hey, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well. We're, we're, we, we skipped over free agency because we were kind of waiting for you, and we are going through the list of other things about Jeremiah gone, Matt Nichols being the okay. starter. We're just about to do SJ Green signs in the XFL. Does anybody care? I do because that's too bad. It, it's, He's a good it's receiver, although he is past his prime, I think. He's past his prime. Uh, quite a bit. How old is he? 34. Uh, 34. 34. Yeah. What were his stats last year? Uh, let me see, and I'll tell you. Oh, Wikipedia doesn't have them up. Oh, don't they? Mm. Uh, let me see here. Um, he was with Toronto? Yep. Toronto here. Actually, you know what? He had not a bad year last year. Toronto was a crappy team. 85 receptions for 1,039 yards and four touchdowns. He's a 1,000-yard receiver. He's not past his prime. Nope. And he can still play in the CFL this year. And he, Yeah, and, I and actually good, that, yeah. that's the talk that he is. He's going to go play the XFL yeah. come to the CFL. Well, he's if making some extra money. Handle, if your body can handle that wear and tear, you can make a lot of cash. Yeah, if you play <laughs> both actually, leagues. I, I, heard, I heard an interview this morning on another show and uh, a player who's played with S.J. Green, and he says S.J. Green is the hardest working guy he's ever met. So you never know. Every year I hope yeah. Bomber sign him. Every year. Yeah, well, he may just do that. Okay, SJ Green's in the XFL. Now, the XFL began this past weekend. Former Alouettes uh, QB Johnny Manziel. Why are we talking about this guy? He's been out of the league for two years now. Uh, wasn't I was impressed. literally trying to find <laughs> You were trying to find what, somebody? Well, I was literally trying to find stuff to talk about in case we ran out of the free agent talk. And there was literally not much because almost everything <laughs> out there was free agency stuff, related stuff. So yeah, yeah, and, and it, that's okay. That's, we're just having fun with this one. Um, yeah. Johnny Manziel did not like the XFL. Is that because they snubbed him and wouldn't let him play in it? Or is it because it really does kind of suck? Uh, Charles and uh, Will, you guys both watched. I don't know. Mark, did you watch any of the games? I did. Okay. So you three can talk about it, because I will guarantee you I did not see a second of that, nor did I watch any highlights. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think of it? Was it 
good, bad. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up in about twenty five seconds. So tell us real quick. No, sorry. Go ahead. I'll go first. It was okay. Mm-hmm. It was football. It was better than the Alliance right off mm-hmm. the hop. It yeah. seemed to be a lot more of a professional league. The constant chatter from whether it was the play-by-play or the quarterbacks or the coaches or the on-field reporters, um, that got annoying. I ended up actually muting it for a while because it was just too much. But the football wasn't bad. The kickoff okay. was screwy. Go ahead. Charles? The kickoff is Yeah, I, I liked it too. I thought it uh, was actually – uh, better than I was expecting. I remember back to the first week of the original XFL, and there was a lot of hype, but the actual football itself was awful. This wasn't awful. It was good. I mean, it's not the NFL. It's not the CFL. But it's a little bit uh, below that, but it was above the level of the AAF that we saw last year. I thought the production values put on on the TV was way better than the AAF. The only thing I'm going to kind of echo what Martin, the only thing that annoyed the hell out of me was the constant sideline reporting. First of all, the first game, within 10 minutes, they already had a player drop an F-bomb right uh, in the middle of a a sideline interview. And then they're going in, the the players are doing like a touchdown celebration, and the freaking reporters in there sticking the mic and trying to talk to them while they're in the middle of celebrating a touchdown. It was way over the top. If any, if the, anything, that's got to really be brought down because it was really annoying. Other than that, I thought the play was actually entertaining. Um, there were of course drops and missed tackles and so on, but I mean you get that in in all leagues, especially in week one. So uh, I thought the quality of play actually wasn't bad. I thought the production value was really good. Um, just enough with all the sideline reporter stuff. That was annoying. Okay, well, what's your thoughts on this? You know it what? Was football? I I concur. Well, is it good football? Well, it filled a need for me. Okay, i.e., a football game. Okay, I agree with these guys about the the reporters on the sidelines. After the first five minutes, I muted the thing and watched it in silence. Okay, and. I got a lot out of it just watching it. You know what? It's not bad football. It's not bad football. I saw some good catches. I'll give it a chance for a while. See what happens. Will I go out of my way to watch it? No, I've already programmed my PVR to tape all the games. And I'll watch them at my leisure. But I'm curious to know, does anybody know where S.J. Green signed? I didn't actually hear that. I heard the sign with the he hasn't XFL, with but anybody. I don't know where. What's that? He hasn't signed okay. with anybody. He signed oh, he with hasn't? the league. Yeah, he's just signed with the league. And yeah, because the league owns all the teams. For him. Oh, yeah, so how do they get sort of draft. somebody? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. They're gonna des- no, it, it says that he's a, he's a member of the Seattle Dragons. Oh, oh okay. Them. That I hadn't okay. seen. Okay, so I'm a Seattle Dragons fan right off the hop. Hmm. I to drive down to see one of the games. Only a two and a half hour drive. Crespin coaches uh, the Florida team, right? Yep. 
So I'll have to see what yep. that's like, too. Yeah. Tresmith's coaching yep. there, and uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from June Hamilton. Jones. Um, J- uh, June yeah. Jones is coaching Houston. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Jerry Glanville's there, too. Uh, where did uh, – is that where – what's his name went? Who? Um, Jamie Anzaldo? Elizondo? Elizondo. I believe Elizondo. He somewhere. Or did he, he went with June Jones, did he? Jones, he, didn't he? Or, no, I think he – did he go with June Jones or did he go to Tampa with um, with? I think Tresman. he went with Pressman. I, I think so, too, Pressman. actually. That's kind of yeah, – I think so, yeah. Okay, we've given this too much time. Probably. I think so, without question. Uh, he's at, at Elzondo's with Tampa Bay. Okay, that's what I thought. That's, and that's where Mark Cressman is. Okay. Uh, moving on, the Montreal Alouettes announced that they will not have cheerleaders this season. Is this the best idea for a team trying to bring fans back? Uh, this was obviously posted before the Montreal Alouettes uh, did a complete reversal and say that the cheerleaders will be on the sidelines this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck were they doing? Why did did, did some four year old have uh, get a hold of their media release guy or or what? It, I mean, I I don't know what's going on. Why would you make do? Who even came up with an idea that is so stupid as to not put cheerleaders out there? That's how much the cheerleaders cost. They get paid a hundred dollars. They get paid a hundred dollars a game. That's that's how much they're cutting costs. Yeah, I I know, but but that doesn't make sense because. It's not part of the management salary cap. It's not part of the player's salary cap, so who cares? No, I think the team is just bleeding that much money. Uh, then we got new owners. New owners should not be cutting costs with, by you wouldn't obviously nobody has Obviously, nobody has read any of this women empowering women crap that's going around. Because if they had them, they wouldn't have even thought about it. It, is, it was the dumbest thing that I have heard so far since the Grey Cup. Yeah. Okay? It's the dumbest thing to do with the CFL that I've heard since the Grey Cup. Oh, my Just wife was the... absolutely offended. Well, as, a former cheer, as a former cheerleader, my wife was offended that they had cut the team. She was pissed. Yeah. I mean... High school football teams and cheerleaders. Minor football teams and cheerleaders. It's stupid. We have junior cheerleaders. Yes, exactly. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> okay. So we're done with that because it, it, this is dumb, and they've done a, a, a 180 on it and backpedaled, and, and uh, good for them. Uh, but it was the dumbest thing. It was ridiculous that they actually even, somebody even thought this up as a good idea. And, and I don't know where it came from. Not exactly the most auspicious start for the new owners of the Alouettes. Okay. So do you guys want to do free agency now, or do you want to do Todd's take on 
day one of free agency? Well, we should go through the free agents first and then kind of go over the that because uh, I'm sure people will have differing opinions on Todd's rankings once they hear who kind of went where and so on. Well, everybody's going to have a different opinion of Todd's rankings because Todd's rankings are absolutely stupid. Okay. So, yeah, let's do them after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Charles is okay. Right. We'll do them after. So we're going to do free agency. Sudden impact. A team-by-team look at free agency. This is right on CFL.ca. It is the assessment after day one. Okay. Uh, we're going to go uh, team by team. They started on the left coast, and so we're going to go with the BC Lions. There's still some high-end um, free agents available, but not a lot. Okay? Nope. So let's ju- let's just go through the thing. Um, I don't care if your team extended anybody, so I'm really not going to talk about that. Okay? It, this is strictly on who came to your team from somewhere else. Okay. Now, I'm confused. Mark, were you being facetious when you told me that there are two different Derek Joneses that were DBs in Winnipeg? Yes, I didn't realize they actually put his name in there twice. They actually put his name in there twice. It's kind of funny. Okay, Uh, Derek Jones coming in as a DB from Winnipeg. Is this a great signing? Not really. Okay, he's kind of a special teams player. Depth move. Depth move there. Um, yeah, it doesn't say in here what whether he's a national or Canadian uh, or an international player or whatever. Um, so no big deal there. Chris Rainey, the returner, kick returner, running back, has re-signed with the BC Lions. This to me is a good move. At 32 years old, this guy still has gas in the tank. Uh, anybody who says this guy's old is, is is a fool. Okay, he 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 rocked it last year. He rocked it the year before. I don't know why. BC let him go in the first place, but that's beside the point. Um, Tavi, I have no idea who this defensive lineman is from Ottawa. Uh, okay. Uh, Chris Kasher. Tavai. Tavai? Yeah. Good, bad, ugly. Any any comments? You guys can jump in at any time and talk about these guys, okay? Yep. He's quite good. He's that's quite a good. good? Signing, actually. That yes, was a good that's signing, a good okay? Signing. Yeah. Okay, a de- defensive end, Chris yep. Kasher from Calgary. This is a good signing. Another good signing. As a matter yeah. of fact, they both had the same number of sacks. J.R. Tavai and Chris Kasher both had seven sacks last year. Okay. Uh, yep. Cameron Walker from Ottawa. Another good signing. Yep. Okay. Uh, Ryan Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Ryan Brown was signed from Montreal... Uh, they said, "Well, I guess the BC's not going after Micah Johnson anymore because they just got their they got a high end defensive lineman here." And then, uh, oh look, Micah Johnson comes on board as well. Wow, big signings. D the D line is looking pretty damn solid. I I really don't know if there's going to be room for Odell Willis. Do you? Uh. Not now. I did read a report that he's gone. He won't be back. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we got Riker Matthews out of Hamilton, O-lineman. This guy's serious. That's the important signing. That's that was the, the, that's the number one signing, in my opinion. Okay? Yeah. And, 
And then Kevin Francis as a linebacker from Ottawa. Okay. Yeah, Riker Matthews, I, I was particularly nope. excited when I heard him signed. Yeah, yeah no shit, nope. eh? Don't so, overlook Derek Jones either. No, I'm not. He's can, he's Canadian depth. Yes. And he can start in a pinch. Not long term, but he can start. Mm-hmm. So it's good depth to have as a Canadian. So BC signed nine players today. They had a very they they solidified their defensive line. Okay, they have solidified the defensive line. A a a much needed uh, improvement. That okay? was really one of the big areas that they needed to improve in. Okay, so now who did BC Lions lose today? Uh, a Brandon Dozier. Dozier. Well, I, that that's not how I would pronounce. Okay. It's okay. And uh, uh, Jean Simon Wa, an O lineman. Yeah. They lost Evan. Oh, okay. We didn't lose anything. Well, okay. there's one name that's missing from here David Menard. Da- yes, David Menard is not on here. And you know what? With the guys that we signed on the defensive line, I'm okay with David Menard leaving. Yeah, uh, for sure. They certainly replaced him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We lost David Menard, but we got Micah Johnson. Hmm. Let me think about this I think that's a pretty good trade-off. Let let me think about this one for a second. Hmm. Ryan Brown leaving Montreal and David Menard going to Montreal was a better trade for BC. Okay. I have no problems with this one. I'm pretty excited about what BC Lions did, although I'm, they needed a little bit more on the O-line. I'd like to see another uh, receiver, maybe somebody like the Red Walker. Um, mm. Who knows? We'll see what happens. I question whether now, after the signing of Micah, Mika Johnson, whether they'll still be able to afford Darrell Walker, whether they'll have the, uh, the um, cap space. They might. I'm not saying they won't. I don't know. Well, it might come down to the simple fact of a conversation between um, Ed Hervey and Mike Riley and says, Mike, do you want Darrell Walker? Give it back. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't that conversation already taken place? Who says it hasn't? It should have been, it, if it's happened, it should have happened in the exit meeting on the season. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Okay, let's just see what how, how this plays out. Okay, let's just see how it plays out. Okay, Edmonton Eskimos. Okay, here, let's go back. And uh, Will, you've been very silent through all of this. Um, yes. You lost. You lost a player. You gained a player from BC uh, to Calgary. Um, on a scale of yeah, one to ten, what? how? Go ahead. Um, I don't know. I don't want know much about Brandon or Braden Dozer. I don't know. Um, but Chris Casher, he was a first year guy last year. He does have an upside. Um, but I tend to wonder if he actually started in Calgary last year because of all the injuries they had at the beginning of the season with defensive linemen. So 
But no, I mean, anytime you get a young, you know what? I think he's an. You could say the same thing about Nick Arbuckle. Yeah, you could. I think I think uh, you know BC with Mika Johnson and Chris Casher. I think uh, they'll have a better defensive line already than they had last year. So once again, and of course, you know, so yeah, I I think I I don't know, Brandon. You tell me, Charles, what was Dozier like last year? Uh, he was a good defensive back. Uh, he had a lot of special team tackles because they used him a lot also on special teams. But he wasn't bad. I, he, he, is he a world beater? No, but I think he's a solid defensive back. And he's not – he's what? His second, third year, I think, or fourth year? Something like that, yeah. I don't, yeah. So he's young. So. He's young. He can. He's probably still got some improving to do. Probably coachable. You never know. Possibly. Right. So – Okay, so uh, Edmonton Eskimo. They signed a guy named Jonathan Mincy, defensive back out of Toronto. Justin Tuggle, linebacker out of Hamilton. Uh, Corey Jones, linebacker out of Winnipeg. Brandon Burks, running back out of Toronto. Shakir... Ryan out of Montreal. Uh, Alex Charre out of Toronto. And Jean-Simon Wah out of BC. O'Lyman. Interesting. Two, four, six. They got seven guys. Edmonton signed seven guys. It's not necessarily the number. It's the quality. I understand that. I'm not um, familiar with who most of these guys are. No, neither am I. Anybody else? They got, I mean, they got quite a few guys, but not exactly whole. Nothing earth-shattering. They look like a no. lot of depth guys. Yeah. Okay, so Tuggle now let's Ray's look at out of Hamilton. So let's who do look they at who they lost. Tuggle's a good signing out of Hamilton. Yeah, uh, Getting him from Hamilton is a good signing. Yeah. Okay, they lost Josh Johnson to Winnipeg, DB. Tyguan Glass to Montreal, another DB. Don Unumba, linebacker to Ottawa. Christophe Malumba, Tashiwanga. <laughs> Seriously, to Ottawa, they lost Devarius Daniels, wide receiver to Tirana. Larry Dean, the linebacker to Hamilton. Now, didn't Larry Dean come out of Hamilton? Yes. And has right? Larry Dean signed in Hamilton? Yes. Yes. He signed oh, yeah, back in Hamilton. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then Alex Bazzi. D lineman went to Toronto. Alex Bazzi never materialized the way that I thought he would. He was an absolute nope. beast in his first He's year with DC guy. in in relief. Yeah. He's a rotation guy. Yeah. yeah. It's not a stalwart position. Okay. So let's go look at our favorite team, the Calgary Stampeders. 
they on the first day of free agency, the first day of free agency, they signed you know what? five players. And you know what? People in my office thought I was crazy because I was jumping up and down on my desk saying, they signed a punter. They signed a punter. They signed a kicker. I was ecstatic. Beyond ecstatic, okay? And, and people were going to phone the police because they thought I was insane. And I just couldn't believe that they signed a punter. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, they signed Richard Leonard, a DB out of Hamilton. Connor McGow? D lineman out of Hamilton. Magoo? Yeah. Okay. Ronnie Pfeiffer, any relation to Michelle? Uh, a a kicker, well, well, maybe he's a, a kicker, kicker punter from Toronto, spelled different. Uh, Brandon Dozier, DB out of BC, and uh, Dakota Prukop, the next up and coming quarterback with the Calgary Stampeders out of Toronto. So Calgary signs five. They lose four though. They lose Courtney Steven. Jawan Brescani, I don't know, Chris Kasher and Don Breskison. Johnson. Breskison? Okay, Breskison. fine. Once again, so now, the reason I, I hate that is I think you lost more than you got. Oh, I wouldn't say that, but. Um, no? Okay. I think Don Jackson's um, a pretty good running back. I don't think uh, – you know what? He's a pretty good running back, but the last two years he's been in Calgary and they ran by, what do you call it, they put a bunch of guys back there and he was never happy not being the guy and he got hurt quite a bit. And I won't have to listen to one more of his rap songs because he doesn't play in Calgary anymore. And yes, I'm not being a racist. He does have rap. He does have rap albums out, okay? And and I don't want to let everybody know, but I am a fan of rap, and I don't think he's very good. Anyways, um, 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 Breskison. Once again, Breskison is another one of these situations where you draft these guys high, and they're from Ontario. And the minute they get a chance, they go back they go to home. their home province. They go back home. Okay? And I, 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 I would never draft anybody other than guys from Calgary from now on because you know what's going to happen every single time. Josh McGowell or McGowan or whatever his name is, he was, uh, he's, he's a special teams guy and a rotation defensive lineman, but he is also from Calgary. He, he Connor. went to university here. Not Connor, went not, to the dinos. Not huh? What? Never mind. Okay. Um, but every the thing that trumps all of these signings is we signed a punter. <laughs> I, I I don't know I don't know if Prokop. He's or a kicker punter. He's not just a punter. I don't, He's a kicker punter. I don't know if. I don't know if Crow Cop or whatever the crap his name is, I don't know if he makes it out of training camp. Because I guarantee you, Huff has two or three free agent quarterbacks coming in as well. Yeah. I was actually really so. surprised when I saw that they signed 
Kozar to then see them sign Prukrop. I, to me, it doesn't make sense. Well, I Maybe mean, they need keeping a, up training camp. They, well, no, they they only had one quarterback going into today, right? True. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. The only quarterback they had was Bo Levi. So, and I mean, Richard is it not is is the time. roster not this year? You can only put two quarterbacks on the roster. No, that's that's a total fallacy that doesn't exist. You have the option it never of, did. of list of of only playing two quarterbacks. Okay. You can always have three quarterbacks or four or ten. I mean I, I would think there was rumors that Montel Cozart was going to Toronto because he's a Dinwiddie guy. But I think after they signed uh Nichols Cozart's going to be a third string again, and in Calgary he has a he can compete for the second string job. If he doesn't, he's got to be the front runner for the second string job because he's been here for yeah. a year or two years, so he's got to be the front runner. Okay, so That's let's run over to Saskatchewan, and they signed James Franklin. Whoop de do. That was really their nope. only signing of a, an outside player. That was their Everybody only sign today was James Franklin, and he did he he like stood the league on on its end last year. He was so boring. But 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 he's reuniting with Jason Moss. Yes. And two years ago. We all we all said he's the best backup in the CFL. He'll be the next one, and yeah. that didn't come to fruition. But he's back with Jason Moss. You never yeah, know. Yeah, so he's back with Jason Moss, and let's see what happens. Okay, so that was uh, Saskatchewan's only signing. That's the only player they signed uh, on departures. They lost Philip Blake, an alignment to Toronto. Uh, Darizu Bladick? Darius Bladick. Bladick, yeah. Why do you get these names? I don't care. To Toronto. Where did Darius have a Z at the end? I don't know. That's weird. Uh, Micah Johnson to BC. Okay. They lost so they gained. They they lost Micah Johnson and they gained James Franklin. Wow. I can see how the riders are excited about free agency and why they're arguing with Todd. Okay. Let's go over and talk about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers now. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers signed Johnson from Edmonton. Wow. Okay. Who did they lose? They lost Derek. Jones to BC, Corey Jones to Edmonton, and Craig Rowe to Toronto. I don't think they need. I don't think they improved their team. They did, considering they lost two starting D backs to the NFL. They had to get some experience in, and they got experience and, and a decent D-back. Yeah, yeah, but you said they okay. lost two DBs and they got one back. And they lost another one in Derek Jones. 
That's, that's, that's right. He's a special teams guy with us, though. So he didn't play a lot. He did play some. But we – it'll be – it's because of the guys we sign, hmm. our own players. That's irrelevant. That's got nothing to do with free yeah, agency. I know. It's got to do with manage, uh, roster management. Yeah, but when you look at who they lost, they didn't lose a lot. No, no, Craig Rose, not so far. To me, Craig Rose the biggest, and that was just because he was good on a rotation. Yeah. But you got to pay for Willie Jefferson. Okay, so I got, a qu- I got a question for you in, in this thing. Some of the things say they, they've extended – and re-signed. Is there a difference? Yep. What? Yes. Nope. Well, I guess there is, yeah. What's the difference? Well, I believe if they're extended, they were still under contract. If they're re-signed, their contract was over. I don't believe go. that's correct. Why not? That is uh, correct. I think it is. It that is? is correct. Yeah. It doesn't make sense yes. otherwise. Yeah, no, that's how it is. If you have a contract contract. that is expiring, it's expiring today, and you've extended their contract longer than from today. If you re-signed them, it's kind of the same thing. No, it's not because their contract expired at noon today. Okay. Okay, let's – Hamilton Tiger Cats – Don Don Jackson running back with Calgary Stampeders. Uh, Courtney Steven, DB, with the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, oh, fuck. Why couldn't his name just be Darius? What's this Kader- Q-Darius? Kudarius. Kudarius? Ford, a DB out of Toronto. Justin Herdman-Reed. And Larry Dean from Edmonton. It, that's actually kind of a, like a re-signing. He just had a vacation. A one-year vacation out in the West Coast, west side of the – anyhow, beside the point. Okay, so Hamilton, what they do? They ended up signing two, four, five players. Who'd they lose? They lose – lost. Uh, Richard Leonard, DB, went to Calgary. Connor Magoo, D. Lyman Magow, Magoo, went to Calgary. Anthony Coombs, wide receiver, went to Ottawa. Justin Tuttle, linebacker, went to Edmonton. Nick Shortle, linebacker, went to Toronto. And Riker Matthews, big loss, went over to BC. So I don't see any big signings for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Nothing to, to, that I would be excited about. But there's a couple of guys that they've lost that is kind of not so good. I wouldn't be happy if I was a Hamilton Tiger Cat fan right now. I, I think Larry Dean is a good signing. Bringing it's him a back. good. He, he did very well in Hamilton. He did not do very well in Edmonton. True. Okay. And that's a Derek Dennis syndrome. Is it because of who he was with, or the coaching system? No, I think it's an. Because I think he, it's an East West syndrome. Oh, you do better on the east co- in east side of Canada than you do on the west coast. Yes. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Mhm. Okay, so let's go next 
to the big smoke, the Toronto Argonauts. And who, oh, they signed a lot of players. They signed eight players. Um, Jawan Breskison, wide receiver out of Calgary. Philip Blake, an old lineman out of Saskatchewan. Devarius Daniels, wide receiver out of Edmonton. Nick Shorthill, uh, Shortle, uh, a linebacker out of Hamilton. Craig Rowe, D lineman out of Winnipeg. Uh, Darius Bladdock, O lineman out of Saskatchewan. Alex Bazzi, D lineman out of Edmonton. Fabian Foot of Montreal. I would say the Toronto Argonauts took a huge step forward in who they signed. Now let's see who they lost. They lost Cleon Lang. Ouch. Big loss. Ouch. They lost Ronnie Pfeiffer, kicker. Went to Calgary. Oh my God, they lost their kicker. What will Hamilton or what what will Toronto do? They lost their kicker. Jonathan Mincy went to Edmonton. Chris Rainey went to BC. Dakota Prukop went to Calgary. Justin Herdman-Reed went to Hamilton. And Abdul Kane went to Ottawa. That's kind of a loss. Okay. The Ottawa Red Blacks. What did they do today? Cleon Lang, boom. Big signing. Anthony, Anthony Coombs out of Hamilton. Don Unamba out of Edmonton. This other guy out of Edmonton. And Abdul Kane out of Toronto. Not bad for Ottawa. After last year's season at 3-15, and 15, I would have expected them to do more. There's no offensive stars in there. That's no. a big issue. There's no offense. Not There's not one single offensive. offense. Oh, uh, a, wide, a wide receiver, Anthony Coombs. And he's a okay. good receiver, but he's not a big-time receiver. No. Who did they lose? Well, they lost two guys to BC, J.R. Cavi and Kevin Francis, both to BC. I'm not saying Ottawa did bad, did poorly. They did very well signing Cleon Lang. But they needed to do more, and they didn't. Yeah, they didn't address their needs. They didn't address their needs. Okay, the last one here. We got the Montreal Alouettes. Siante Evans. Oh, no, that's a re-sign. That doesn't count. Nope. Tiguan Glass. Is that kind of – isn't that the same thing as a, like a Volkswagen SUV? It's Taekwon, so no. Taekwon, no. no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from Edmonton. And who is this Sean Franklin? Marlo Sean Franklin. I think that's – I don't know who that guy is. So this isn't really they, a free agent. Well, they also missed another one because they also we know they signed David Menard. Who they for signed some David Menard. Not but, on this list. Yeah, yeah, but that was a late, late in the evening trade. That's off. probably why. Yeah. Okay, so they they got four. 
No, they got three. Mm-hmm. And they lost Ryan Brown, a D lineman, and Fabian Foote, a D lineman. And they lost two. Okay, so just ranking in the numbers. And I I know this doesn't really mean too much. Uh, The Montreal Alouettes are positive one player. Ottawa is positive three. Toronto is positive one. Hamilton is negative one. Winnipeg is negative two. Saskatchewan is negative two. Calgary is positive one. Edmonton is a wash. And BC is positive seven. Okay. You could, technically, you could put Toronto at a lot worse on the negative because they released 12 players a few days ago. But they didn't sign anywhere else. Oh, I know, but they released. So they didn't lose them. Players. They can, At, they no, they can they sign, sign a back. couple. I think they did sign a couple before free agency started. Yeah. Or a couple signed elsewhere, I mean, before free agency started. But it, it's hard to skew these numbers really like that. So mm-hmm. there's different ways to look at it. They're, they're, they're stats. You can yeah. analyze stats a, a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. So out of free agency, do you want to rank these teams or do you want to um, uh, rank the team itself? Okay. Not against other teams, but against itself. Okay. How did Montreal do? <laughs> Montreal was kind of a if I were to give it uh pretty much a wash. Yeah, I mean if you look so you're at gonna it, give it a, a five out of ten? Yeah, I think that's that's fair. They didn't get much and they didn't give up much. Okay. Uh Ottawa. Ottawa kinda they did well, but they didn't address their needs. So I, I'm kind of looking in the in the six six and a half range. Yeah, yeah, I'd say six and a half, and they needed to be an eight, nine, or ten. They needed to be an eight, nine, or a ten, and and they they weren't, but they were six. They were good, solid six and a half. Toronto, yeah. uh, I'd go as low as four or five. You think that I'm low? Sorry? Uh, they Ottawa. What did they give La Police to work with? I think they improved they their give, defense. But the La Police doesn't. Coach the defense. He's an offensive mastermind, and their big receiver is Anthony Coombs, who is a lesser um, Nick Dembski. No, 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 no. And they got they've already got three thousand yard receivers, right? So Anthony Coombs is. is but we're is, talking free agency. I understand that, that, but they got the, they got Cleon Lang. But look at the offense last year. It was a terrible, even with. But look at their defense last year. Their defense sucked. But to be fair, they have theoretically, at least, improved at quarterback by bringing in. um, Which they had um, to do. Arbuckle, which they had to do, which happened before today. So right, and uh, And, and then he's a free agent. Yeah. So if you want to throw him in the mix, even though it didn't happen today. 
And that's why it's so hard to look at this from any one angle. No, you're right. We're looking it's at almost it impossible. at day one, right? But you can't zero in on one perception the only of thing that, how a team did. The only thing that break up at the end of the season. We all know that. But this is an exciting day. So, to me, Ottawa fans have got some – there's a light – But it's not real bright. Okay? It they improved their team today. They didn't improve where we think mm-hmm. that it needed the most, but they did improve their team. Yeah. So I it's still not a wash. Them four in the east. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm not arguing that at all. There's fourth in the east. Um but I think they've improved their team and I put them at about a six and a half. Okay. Wasn't enough. Argonauts. Toronto signed eight players. They lost. They lost. Cleon Lang. They lost Chris Rainey. They lost Ronnie Pfeiffer, the kicker. Okay. Big. Who did big, they? Big problem. Yeah. Alex Bazzi, Devarius Daniels, Craig Rowe, Jawan came in. I, I think Toronto improved. Mm-hmm. But again, there was some big departures. So I, I, I'm, I couldn't put Toronto higher than a six. Yeah, but, you know, going to my point earlier, you know, they paid all that money for Darrell Walker last year. And this year coming in, they have, they have Devarius Daniels and uh, Jerron Breskison, who's a Canadian, by the way. Um, I think they, they improved their, they improved their receiving core automatically. Uh, I'm actually, I give them a seven. For less money. For less money. You're going to give them a seven? Yep. I think they did. Yep. I mean, they did lose okay. some uh, parts, but I do think with you, they improved. I would give them a seven. Breskison and Daniels are both good possession receivers. You've yes. got Matt Nichols as your quarterback. That's what you need because you know he's only throwing five yards or six yards. And you need yeah. to catch it. Those guys okay. will. You replace Cleon Lang with Alex Bazzi and Craig Rowe. Nope. No, that's a loss, 100%. Yeah, big time. I like okay. Craig, R- Craig Rowe a lot, but no. No. Okay. Let's move up to the Hamilton Tiger Cat. Their big signing was Larry Dean. Their big loss was what? Anthony Coombs? Yeah. Justin Tuggle? Well, you know what? Anthony Coombs... No, they lost Riker Matthews. True that. That's a bad loss. That's a big loss. They lost Riker Matthews, and their big signing was Larry Dean. These guys are a four. They didn't even break even. Do I hear any arguments? 
I was going to put them about a five, five point five. Uh, the, they they weren't great, but I think Larry they did Dean's break even. Pick up. I think their defense got somewhat better, and the offense got somewhat worse. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They signed Josh Johnson. They lost Derek Jones, Corey Jones, and Craig Rowe. This is not a break-even for Winnipeg. It's a win. It's a win. It's a win. Really? Yes. Only a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan can be optimistic of this. They lost three primarily special teams and or depth players for a proven starter at defensive back in the CFL. (laughs) That's a win. When you have a need of defensive backs and you go out and sign a good defensive back, that's a win. You've started to address the need. I actually kind of agree here with, with, with Mark because the guys they lost were not are not um, irreplaceable guys. I mean, yeah, I no, like Craig Rowe too, not. but I think uh, you can probably find guys and probably get them for cheaper, to be honest. Uh, and, and I do think Craig that Rowe they left. needed to. And I think that um, they can get that they did have a need for um, help in their defensive backfield. And they got that with Josh Johnson. So I don't think they made out all that badly. Their big signing okay. really was a re-signing of uh, what's of uh, um, uh, Jefferson. Willie uh, Jefferson. Willie but we're Jefferson. not even going to. We're not even talking that, about that. that that's a re-signing. That's not coming from somewhere else. So. And it wasn't today. That's no. true. It was yesterday. Okay. So, Charles. Yep. Give me a number. Is this a six? Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. half. I'll give it five and a half. Okay. Five and a half. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. I love this one. Saskatchewan. Big signing. James Franklin. Big loss. Micah Johnson. Philip Blake. I'm going to give Saskatchewan a a (laughs) 9.5. Well, I'm looking more on the scale of three. <laughs> Argue with me. Their losses are big, especially Bladek. He's a very good offensive lineman. That's a big loss. That's a big loss. Micah Johnson was a big loss. Philip Blake was... Okay, but he's going to see you know, this is where you, you know got what? you got Bladek you know and Blake I, are going together. That to me may, means something. I don't think Mika Johnson was that big of a loss because he did Neither not play well in Saskatchewan last year. No, he didn't. And he was, and he they paid him way system. too much money, and they paid yep. him way too much money. Yeah, agreed, a hundred percent. What's this a? Uh... What's this I'm reading? Saskatchewan had the best day of any team uh, in the CFL. Kelly Bale. No, um. <laughs> uh, no, um. Yeah, I'm sorry, they were a bad day. They, they were four, uh, uh, four and high. 
they didn't do anything today. If anything, they, they subtracted. And I'm sorry, I mean, James Franklin is not going to get you a passing grade. It's probably you going to bring your number down lower. Remember how earlier I was talking about clone quarterbacks? Yes. Okay? Are Kelly Bale and Todd Mogi clones? <laughs> they, they look the same. They put them together. They look in the bizarro world. One lives in the Winnipeg world and one lives in the Saskatchewan world. And the difference is? Wait, what's it Six called hours. when somebody looks just like you? It's a. I thought you liked it. Or, no, that's a Molly Doppelganger. Doppelganger. Doppelganger and a Molly Wop. They, they're kind of the same thing, aren't they? Oh. Uh, Hate mail to Christopher. Hate mail to Christopher. Hate mail to Christopher. I'll take it there. Uh, okay, Calgary Stampeders. Calgary Stampeders got a DB, a D lineman, a DB, a quarterback. And, oh, sorry, that's a resign. And, and another. And, and, a, and a kicker. Ten. <laughs> I told you, the kicker is ten alone. And they lost a DB. Uh, they lost Breskison, Cashier, Jackson, Corey Stephan. I don't know. I personally, I think just on the fact that they got signed a kicker alone, that Calgary's a nine-five. <laughs> Mark, uh, how do you rate the Calgary Stampeders? Uh, five and a half ish. Five and, and a half. I'm with Mark. Yeah. They got a kicker. I'm though. just still shocked. That, I'm, I'm still shocked. They actually. Dipped into free agency. It's something. They, they took as many it's players. Something. Does it, they um, took as many players this year as the last four years, I think. Doesn't Hoffman on, on day one go fishing on this day? Yeah, on day one. Yeah. He does, usually doesn't do it. Three or four. Yeah, but, you know, I can see the D-backs because they lost, uh, of course, they lost Trey Roberson. Okay. Yeah. And they also lost uh, John Amos. And they also somebody re-signed another guy, that Stefan, what's his name, guy to another team today. So Corey, Courtney, Courtney, Stephen, see the, Courtney Stevens, yeah. Anyways, Courtney Stevens. Um, so I would call that straight up even, sorta, kinda. I mean, there's no Trey Roberson in there, but good luck finding a Trey Roberson in the CFL right now, because yeah, Jonathan right Rose went like to the that. NFL I, too. So, we, we agree with you. you it's, know, it's even, but we're going to give them a point five because they got a kicker. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. good with that. You good, good with that? that? So they're yeah. a, a five point five. Okay. Edmonton Eskimos. I think a kicker is worth at least one, but that's beside the point. I'm not going to argue. Uh, with it. Yeah. Not a great kicker. Okay. <laughs> is there such a thing? If it, 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 you know, if you sign somebody like uh, uh, Justin Medlock, yeah, you, you probably would have got one, but you, you you didn't. So, okay. But you did also didn't have to spend a quarter million dollars on a kicker either. Okay, uh, Jonathan Mincy, Tuggle, Corey Jones, Brandon Burks. Okay, this is the, the Edmonton Eskimos, and they lost Josh Johnson, Glass, Devarius Daniels, Larry Dean, Alex Bazzi. They were even up on players in and out, but I can't see Edmonton in a positive situation on this one. William. 
No, I can't let you. Mm. Yeah, I can't give you. Let you, you do this to Edmonton. About Edmonton. No. no, no, Charles, you do it. The guys they lost, at least three, at least a f- four of them, Don and Umba, Javarius Daniels, Larry Dean, and Alex Bazzi can be really impact players. And I just don't see them getting back the same quality in the guys they got. Yeah, they got eight guys back. Uh, Shakir Ryan's not a bad receiver. Um, Justin Seven. Tuggles One a was good a linebacker. Pardon? Seven. The other oh, one sorry, was a re right. Tommy Graham was a re-sign. Uh, Justin Douglas, not a bad linebacker. Jonathan Mincy is a decent defensive back. I just think that the quality of the players that they lost overall are better than the quality they got back. So I got to say that they're, I got to give them about a 4.5 because I don't think they did all that well. They had a better okay. year last year on free agent day. Okay. I, agreed. Agreed. I mean, shit, they brought in half the uh, Grey Cup winning Ottawa Red Blacks last year. Yep. Okay, now over to the BC Lions. BC brought in Chris Rainey, Derek Jones, Tavai, Cashier, Walker, uh, Riker Matthews, Micah Johnson, and Kevin Francis. Lost Dozier, Dozier, and Wah. Wow. BC greatly improved their D-line. They improved their O-line. They improved their running, uh, their uh, kick returning. Didn't lose much. I can't, I can't, obviously I can't uh, give them a a mark here. I'm going to let Will do that. Will. Yes. Who are we talking about? Sorry. The Lions. <laughs> the Lions. Well, he he knew that. He's just being a dick. I don't know. How many players did they sign? They signed nine. And they lost two. 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 They well, they signed about four or five impactful players to the team this year. And they lost and, a couple of nobodies. And they needed to. They needed no to. They needed it. to. They needed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. When you're they five need. and thirteen, you need to upgrade. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did mm-hmm. enough. And kind of like I the auto they upgraded. Scenario. They upgraded with Mika Johnson. Um, Riker Matthews. Riker Matthews, because they were woefully inept with the offensive line last year. Yeah. Um. So I would I would put them up there. Actually, I would put them up there. I don't want to say this, but as far as free agency goes, they they signed a lot of players. I think they they did sign three or four impactful guys. I said they they did do quite well. They really shored up their defensive line, and they got younger on the defensive line. Yeah, which they needed to do. Which they needed yes. to do. So How much younger is Johnson from Willis? Johnson Mickey from Johnson? Willis, I don't know. Mika is yeah. like old four years Willis. or something. Willis, I think, four is 35. Uh, yeah, let me Mika, double check. And Mika, me check Mika I think, is Mika, I Mika think Johnson is 31. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm still not sure if that's an upgrade. Oh, I think. Based on last definitely year. Definitely is. Well, you can compare, 
You can't compare Mika Johnson to Odell Willis. Odell Willis was a defensive end. Mika Johnson is a defensive tackle. Yeah, true. True. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, Odell Willis is 35. And you haven't lost him yet. He, yeah, they he, can't afford him. He, I don't think so, but they're talking BC is going to be the team to sign Walker. If they're signing Walker, they can't afford anybody else. That, that's your opinion. Well, I, gonna have I, to I don't understand how. Somewhere. I don't understand how people can make comments about a salary cap when we have no idea what the salary cap is. We know what the cap is, but we don't know what the players' contracts are. We know what one or two or three of them are. We don't know what the team is. So, you know, making assumptions like that just really is doesn't work. Well, you know how much Burnham makes. The, the three receivers that they've brought in in the last two years, those salaries have been public. So... It's there's only so much money. There's fifty fifty two players on the team. Yeah. And you're talking about three of them. Four. And counting their quarterback and three receivers, it's one it's over one point three million dollars of a five five point three million dollar salary cap. That's cool. I'm okay with that. Be a lot better if UQB would uh, renegotiate his contract a little, because then they really could afford Walker. If they get Walker, that's going to be a good team. And you know, there's still the possibility that still could happen at some point. I don't know for sure, but um, it has rumors that he's favored to go there. So, yeah, just on Darrell Walker, um, just. Tweeted literally two minutes ago, Dave Naylor uh, saying uh, in a tweet that he will be very surprised if Darrell Walker does not sign with the BC Lions. It's not exactly. official yet, but he says all all his conversations lead him to believe he'll sign with the Lions. In fact, he said he's surprised that he hasn't signed already. So the only thing nothing I think confirmed it could be is there, probably money. It's possible. Probably hard money. Well, hard money, because that's what they all want now, right? Yeah, they want the I, I, that money. wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, what what what's your mark there, Will? You you said they did really well. You didn't give me a number. Did we lose him? Will? Or did he turn? Will's still here. He's on Will. mute. William. Yes, I said a 6.5 if my mic wasn't muted. 6.5? I thought you said they improved. What's the highest number you've given anybody so far, Christopher? Toronto got a 7. <laughs> okay. I'm still sticking to that. I'll dispute that number, but hey. So you're saying that Toronto did a better job in free agency than BC did? 
Am yes, I correct? I am. Yes, wow. I am. Yes, I am. I, I guess I must be a homer because I put them a lot higher than that. Well, no, I just I just think about it, you know. Um, no, I'm not going to say that. Forget it. I'm not saying that. Forget it. Well, go ahead. You're going to get hate mail no matter what. No, no, it's okay. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. It's okay. Charles, where do you put your lions? I'm going to give them, uh, for basing it on 10, I'm going to give them a 7.5. The only reason it's not higher is because I would have liked to have seen a little bit more on the offensive side of the ball, maybe another offensive lineman or and or a receiver. And it sounds like the receiver's still coming, but it's not done yet. If Darrell Walker had already signed, they'd be at an 8 or an 8.5. But I think 7.5 is a fair grade at this point. If they done a little bit more on the offense, I would have I would have given them higher, but I still think 7.5. Okay. I, I kind of like your thinking. I'm not sure where Wills is coming from, but that's okay. Hmm. Well, I would tie them. I would tie them with Toronto, but they didn't find a kicker, so... Neither did Toronto. Did Toronto find a kicker? Toronto no, lost the kicker, but, didn't they? But no, I think I think Toronto did well because they they signed. You know what it comes down to? They signed Matt Nichols. But that wasn't today. Fine, you're the one who gave Toronto the seven, not me, by the way. I did. I did, and I think it was Mark. Toronto lost yeah, their agree. kicker. I did. I agree. I, I don't have a problem with it. I think they lost some key players, with especially with Cleon Lang. But they got Devarius Daniel. They got Breskison. They got Craig Rowe. They got Bladdock, Bazzi, and Foote. I mean, they upgraded their team, and substantially. And I'm not saying that Roe or Bazzi is going to replace Cleon Lang because he's not. They're not. But they did. They did well in in free agency, in my opinion. Toronto did well. They did a seven. Uh, personally, I think BC rocked it. But you know that that, that there's got obviously got to be a bias in there. I mean. Signing nine players and only losing two, I mean, geez, that that sounds positive to me. Especially when four or five of of the nine that they signed are impactful. I love that word. Can't, can't figure it out. Okay. We got half an hour left. We kind of wrapped up free agency. Let's go play with Todd Mogey's take Wait. on day one. Did Mark Wait. go on the Lions? Oh, I'm good. No, no, we, well, we didn't go on everybody. Oh, right? fair enough. No. I mean, we can't just, just pick on BC. I was just going to agree with Will anyway, so. You're going to agree with Will? What was that? I'm just agreeing with Will's number, six and a half. Six and a half. I think, uh. And you I agreed think, with the uh, seven in Toronto. Please compare the two yep. teams for me, Mark. Don't need to. We can move on. 
Uh, that's because you can't justify your mark. Is that what you're saying? Go back to your condo meeting. Not at all. <laughs> I I think I think we should also take a really quick look at who's remaining. Is there a list for who's that? What? Who's what? Who's remaining? Who's remaining? Total total Free agents. Uh, who's remaining? Free oh. agents that are remaining. Yeah. Uh, Can we do that? Because that's how Todd looked at it. Todd looked at what? Oh, yeah. Who, who hasn't been signed yet? Or who has been signed yet? Okay. Who has Can we been do this? signed and who was already on the team? Yeah, but that that's – hang on. Hang on. Here is what it says on Todd's post. Okay. My take on day one. Day one. Not on the lead up to day one. Not on since Grey Cup. Not day two. It's my take on day one. Okay? So as long as he put that as his title, he's an idiot on on his take. Okay? Okay? That's that's what I got to say here is, okay, um, let's go and, and, and look at who's remaining, official tracker. Oh, God, this could, we don't have enough time for this. We really don't. Yeah, but any, anybody of significance. I just posted, I found uh, a list that says top 10 free agents still remaining. Now, one guy on this list has gone, and that's Arjun Col. I sounding like CJ now. Colquan. He, I believe, signed with Toronto, but I believe Chris the Aikie other guy is still available. Chris Aikie signed? Did Chris Aikie sign? I didn't see that. I, yeah, I think Aikie's Chris Aikie has. Too. Oh, wait, my mistake. Okay, so this is obviously an older list here. Well, the Some number of the guys one is Darrell Walker. Yeah. There's a lot of good receivers out there still. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Devere, Devere Posey's Posey. out there. Yep. I and think you know Posey what? is probably the most underrated B- receiver out there right now. I agree. Yep. BC, BC has to still shore up their offensive line. Derek Dennis is available. No comment. Uh, and he's shown to be very ineffective when he's not in Calgary. And last year he wasn't all that effective when he was in Calgary. I think I'm good. Calvin McCarty's out there. Yeah, there's a CJ lot of players Gable's that are out still there. Available. I'm a little surprised. C.J. Gable's still available. I thought someone would yeah. pick him up. Yeah. He had a Younger, really good year last year. Bastard. Younger, stronger, faster, cheaper. Yeah, I suppose. That's a, that's probably why. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to go with uh, Todd Mogie's list here because right. this is what we're going to do. Okay. Winnipeg landed the biggest fish. Okay. Hang on a second here. Winnipeg signed one player, and that was... Josh Johnson. Josh He's Johnson was the biggest fish in free agency, no, no. and Winnipeg got him. 
Okay. He's obviously talking. This is exactly what we were talking about, Christopher. Yeah. He's no. talking about yeah. Willie Jefferson. Yes. But but that's not what it says. He says, my take on day one, Winnipeg Mr. signings Little on day one was Josh Johnson. So Todd Mogey, Josh Johnson's the biggest fish in free agency there, okay? So Winnipeg got Josh Johnson. I'm, I'm perfectly cool with that. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan in number two. And you're talking about Saskatchewan signed one player as well. Who did they sign? James Franklin. James Franklin. James Franklin. Oh, shit, yeah. And, and they they definitely, they, they're number two, without question. Never mind the fact they lost Micah Johnson and Darius Bladdock or, or Philip Blake. No, no. Okay, yeah. No. James Franklin was the key sign or second key signing of free agency. I I got to agree with Todd there, don't you? Will, you agree with him? I have no comments on anything Todd Mogi says. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I wanted to point out that you have put him in charge of uh, <laughs> Talk CFL. Well, does he? Because he's the only one that wanted to do it. Yeah, okay. And I don't mean that in any disrespect, Todd. Okay, you 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 stepped up and took over. Sorry, and I, by the I way, it. by the way, I I do mean that with total disrespect, Todd. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's a whole other subject. We we don't have time for that. Okay, um, number three, Todd's got BC. Is the biggest need was the D line. I personally don't think the biggest need was the D line. I personally don't think Sean Lemon, Odell Willis. Uh, David Menard, they did an okay job on the D-line. I think their O-line sucked. Period. Their running game was worse. Okay? They didn't really address any, well, Riker Matthews. But, okay, so I I like what BC did. They they absolutely, they they have a gauntlet for a D-line right now. Um, so I'm okay with that. Hamilton, we didn't mark Hamilton very high here. We marked them at a four on the scale of 10. So that can't put them in fourth place or could it? No, I don't think so. Uh, Calgary didn't pick up massive pieces. Okay. There you go. Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, Edmonton. Edmonton in last place. Well, I think we actually put Saskatchewan in last place. But, oh, Todd's got Saskatchewan in second place. We got Saskatchewan in last place. Hmm. Hmm. Tough to say. Okay, so according to Will and Mark... Charles and CJ, we're going to average this a little bit. We got Toronto and BC in a bit of a tie here. Is that correct? We're going six and a half. half. I'm going, uh, you went seven and a half. I kind of went like the eight mark. So we'll average down and, and call them even at seven. BC and Toronto, one, two, one A, one B. 
next in line we had Ottawa. And then we had Calgary, Winnipeg. And then we had uh, Montreal, Hamilton, nope, nope, Edmonton, then Hamilton, and then Saskatchewan. There's Let's Talk CFL Podcast rankings of day one in free agency. Do you guys see it that way? Y'all agreed earlier. Yep, pretty close to me. Yeah, sure. I'm good. Wow. Not really quite got the same rankings Todd's got, does he? Hmm. What? Okay, Why so, do you push me to say things, Christopher, that I don't want to I'm not to pushing say? you to say anything. You have the, <laughs> yes, the right to are. remain silent. You have the you're right to remain me. silent. You're you choose me. not you're to. You're baiting me, and I, I can't control my mouth. You're baiting me, so don't do it. Okay. Stop it. So uh, I actually, on Todd's post here, on my take on day one, I put a, posted a comment. You know what my comment was? This is a joke, right? <laughs> And then I got a response, and he goes, come on, you must love the passion of the CFL. And I says, I love the passion of the CFL, but not the stupidity of fans who think their team did better than they think. I was, I was going to say, that wasn't the one that uh, – Todd didn't make that comment, though. That No, 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 this was, was Brian Senchuk. Brian Senchuk, whoever that is. I have no idea. He's uh, mutual friends with Kelly Bale and Todd Mogey. Kind of says everything right there. Uh, no, I'm holding my tongue. Oh, this is trash me night, isn't it? Okay. Uh, Cookie Monster. Okay, so, um, yeah, I'm going to have to post this up on Todd's thing here. I think so. I think so. Um, 47 players were signed today. That's a lot. In one day, I wonder how that compares to last year because I remember. Yeah, last I was just going to say last, last year was year. like that the, the floodgates opened up. Yep. Yeah. Did you just go through and, and count them, or was this somewhere? No, I saw I saw a tweet about it. Okay, I just I, I think there's probably more of that. I think that David Menard signing in Montreal was kind of high. Was after that? More, was after yeah. everything? Let's see when this tweet came out, if I can find it again. It actually started... Uh, he just put it out four minutes ago. Yep. It actually started relatively slowly. I remember last year it started a whole lot quicker with all the signings, which is weird because they had this, quote, tampering window that they didn't have the year before. But once it reached about an hour in, it was just steady signings for about three three and a half hours is just every like three or four minutes there was a new signing yeah i yeah, listened to I, it on uh three down or not three down sorry on marshall ferguson on tsm 
and he, they were killing themselves because it was non-stop. What I find the easiest thing to do is I went on to Twitter and I just searched hashtag CFLFA, so FA for free agency, put that in, and then every tweet that came in, and a lot of it was the like actual reporters breaking stuff. Yeah, you got some idiots on Twitter saying this and that. Oh, let's sign this guy. This, but in general, that was pretty good for uh, getting stuff kind of as it happened. Okay, you're, you're sending me like three down nation stuff. It's a listing of all the players that are in and out. That's where I got the 47 from. Yeah, well, it's kind of the same thing as what we just went through on CFL.ca, yeah. somebody right? Actually, somebody actually counted them. Okay. it's It has David Menard in it. Yeah. That's an the, and and also lost somebody out. named Junior Luke. I still don't know how you give the two teams that signed exactly one player the top two spots in your ranking. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I know based, he based it on uh, uh, yeah, I know. He players they already signed. Signings. Yeah, they signed their own free agents. Okay, but that's okay. how he's basing it. I, I guess that's how it is. But and if you base it that way, Winnipeg has its entire starting offense from the Grey Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, Winnipeg we've heard that one already. It, 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 yeah. If if we if we look at this after that's free agency logic. and that's say the logic he's using, do a power ranking type of thing. I, I understand his his saying that Winnipeg is in a better position than any other team in the CFL at this point in time. Okay, that's not what he did. It's not what he did. Yeah, what he what he said and what he ranked them as were kind of two different things because he ranked it uh, based what as he wrote it he said. Uh, day one um, after day, day one after day one but to me that's more like the signings after day one where a lot of the signings for the Bombers and the Riders <laughs> happened before today so all I think of the signings for the Bombers yeah pretty much yeah well I think it just confused people but it didn't confuse anybody it, we understand English yeah okay I know when it, a word is used and what it means yeah but if you look at it, that's how he's coming. At, that's where he's right. coming from because the Bombers signed 14 of their 18 free agents. That's, that's not getting at. better. Well, it's staying. It's not getting though, worse. It's not getting it's better. Not getting worse. But when you won the Grey Cup, it's a, it's, a, it's assuming. It's assuming. In my mind, it's assuming that Winnipeg, not only Winnipeg and Hamilton, you can throw Hamilton in there, are assuming that other teams are not going to get better this year. Yes. So they get stand That's back. exactly right. That yep. on it. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I don't think that's the case. And there's I nothing wrong with that because I can go back to Calgary where they never signed free agents either. Right. Okay. So. I mean, even in the in the Wally Buono era here in BC, oh yeah, it, it was, was very rare. It was very rare that the Lions would go out and sign free agents in that era. You'd almost never see them do. They were a lot, He was a lot like Huff. He didn't like 
signing free agents. So we we would repeatedly get a similar team almost every year. Yeah. And it eventually caught up to them. Well, it's catching up to Calgary too. So yeah. Yeah, it, it eventually will, and it always will. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and but also teams that go out and sign a plethora of free agents screw themselves. Yep. Okay. Uh, not only in cap, but you're 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 bringing in players because you bid more, <laughs> you paid them more than anybody else, so you're not building a team. You're you're bringing in a bunch of mercenaries. Mercenaries. And this year uh, they were talking about it. Marshall Ferguson was talking about it today. Um, a lot of the players went home. The Canadians, especially, they went back to like we were saying earlier. Yep. Yeah. The guys that were drafted by Calgary and other teams from the West, their rookie contracts up, they went home to the East. And there's flipping back too now to the West, so that's what a lot of it is too. Is that you're going to constantly have that now because of without the territorial protection. You throw that back in, and you'll be able to develop these guys and keep them. And, you know, I, it's funny because I was talking to somebody about this today. And if you think about it, it makes sense for some of these guys to go back to their home province because, you know, maybe they have a permanent residence in the province they're from. Then they got to come to Calgary or Winnipeg or Edmonton or wherever, and they got to rent an apartment, and they got to do all that kind of stuff, and they're probably away from their families. And it makes sense for them to play in their home province unless – we're talking about substantial money. Like you talk yeah, about Zach Caleros here, who 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 had bought a brand new house in Toronto. Right. Wife lives in Toronto. Right. And signs with Winnipeg. Well, yeah, because Winnipeg was the only team crazy enough to offer him starting money when he's an injury-prone quarterback. Well, we don't know that because he didn't make it to free agency. There could have been other teams looking at him, like Toronto. Oh, I'm sure Toronto was. Yeah. Tor- 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 if you had a Tor- choice between Nichols Zach Caleros and Matt Nichols, who would you take? Zach Caleros. Uh, obviously, your team did. Yep. Okay. So I'm pretty sure Toronto would have done the same. Yep, and I'd take Matt Nichols. You would. <laughs> yep. And remember me last year, I was a big Matt Nichols naysayer. Said they'd never win the Grey Cup with Matt Nichols. And they but didn't. I, I, and they didn't. And they didn't. Technically, he got them to the dance, but. Technically, you know, he didn't. Um, Technically, right. Strebler got him to the dance. Well, but basically. Um. You know, like I said, one hit, he could be done. And, and Nichols is no more or no less injury prone than Zach Caleros. 
like I answered a couple of Ryder fans throughout the week, name one quarterback who lasted the entire season. You can't. There wasn't any. There wasn't one. Not one. That was one of the other things I was kind of hope, wondering if we'd see out of the BC Lions if they'd go out and try and find a guy as a backup. I was thinking maybe a guy like Antonio Pipkin or something like that who I wouldn't want, obviously, as a starter, but maybe someone who could back up that has some experience. Because, I mean, Will Arndt, I guess, right now would be considered number two, and he does not have a lot of experience. No, he does not. But uh, Pipkin's still available. potential, though. Well, that's true. I mean, it, it could still be done. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have it's to be It's going to be those guys. Those guys will be around until there is injuries, and then they'll sign with whoever, whichever team they need yeah. them first. And also don't forget that uh, <laughs> EC's offensive line should be better this year. <laughs> well, so can't I'm, be any pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Mike Riley's not going to get hurt this year. Okay, because... He almost made it through the whole season last year. I know. If you want to do games, you improve. If you want to do games played with line. hits made, BC wins, hands down, hands down. I wonder if he was jumping for joy when he saw when he saw that uh, they finally they signed uh, Riker Matthews. <laughs> I would have been if I was him. I, I think I would have been happier with the re-signing of, of Kelly uh, Bates. The thing is, everybody was excited about Suk Chung coming. It could be a system, too. Now, that system should have changed by now. It is a different O-line coach. Suk Chung. Well, one, one thing about wait, Suk wait, Chung. Okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say, he was not healthy for a majority of the season. No. He he's also a run block O lineman and B C didn't run the ball. That's true too. Okay? Let's just facts are facts. And what did Winnipeg do? Well they didn't throw the well, ball, not, not till the end not, of the season. That's not, that's not true. Mike Riley ran around with the ball an awful lot last year. <laughs> <laughs> He was backpedaling. He, he wasn't running forward. Oh, yeah, he's still running. Big technically. difference. Big difference. Big difference. Okay. But think how many yards he ran a game if you take the running backwards and sideways. Yeah. Okay, well, this is the end of the show. we got 90 seconds left. Anything you want to say, wrap up free agency. BC won. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Todd, they take did. That cause we didn't say, get to say that much at all last year, so we got to take what no, we, we can No, we didn't right get now. to say it much at all. I haven't said that in a long time, probably a decade, close to it, 2011. Well, here's a, here's a, here's a newsflash for you and Charles. BC is undefeated in 2020. Yeah, I'm good with that. that. Okay, I'm perfect with that. Uh, this has been Let's and Talk Riley CFL Podcast, back. episode number 422. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and this is our wrap on free agency day one. We're not going to do a wrap on day two because, hey, there's not many players. There's a lot of players left, but we're not going to do this next week at this time. Again, uh, Tuesday at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, okay, I'm going to say good night. Take care. Did I say I was Christopher Jones? I am.
but that's okay. Uh, Charles, go ahead. Say good night. Good night, folks. Um, thanks for listening. There's probably more signings to come over the coming days, so we'll have more to talk about next week. Okay. Mark. Good night, everybody, and a quick shout-out to Daniel. I think it's Iwacha or Iwaka. I said it first, so hurry up. sucks. Uh, Willie, say good night. Good, good, good night, everybody. I think uh, I'm going to say go Stamps because they signed a kicker. All right. You're done. <laughs>